Work Human is the pioneer of employee recognition and their podcast, How We Work, highlights everything that shapes the employee experience and what leaders can do right now to change it for the better. If you are leading meaningful work experiences for others, this show is a must. Subscribe to How We Work anywhere you listen to podcasts. And after you listen in, I want to know your takeaways. The Impact of Peer Groups. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. Hey, it's Nikki back on Gut Plus Science. You know when you meet someone that you'd describe as the real deal? Feels good, right? Mark McBattridge is my guest today. And from our first interaction or conversation, I noticed his uniqueness, simply just being real, whether it was talking about our families or hobbies in the first call or hearing his heart through the story that got him to where he is today, leading Quaid executive peer groups. Authentic is refreshing, and so is conviction to follow your heart and do the work you believe you were meant for. So I'm about to jump in with Mark, and I hope you get inspired to be a better peer to those around you. And maybe you'll get inspired to join our new venture we're kicking off soon. Hey, Mark, welcome to Gut Plus Science. Today, I want to collaborate on a shared belief that we both have. Peer groups are powerful and a necessity for leaders. How did this become your truth? Nikki, thanks so much for having me. So it's funny, as I start thinking about how this all came about, I reflect back to really what became my first opportunity to be a leader and the president of a market. My family and I had the opportunity to relocate from Indianapolis to Springfield, Missouri, where I led all of the community banks for Regions Bank in Missouri and Western Kentucky. And we moved to a market where none of us knew anybody. So I didn't know anybody on my team. I didn't know anybody in the marketplace. My wife certainly didn't. My kids didn't. And I found myself working on what was a turnaround situation for the bank. And we were literally the worst performing banking group in the entire company. So I was putting in all kinds of hours. I did not have work-life balance or work-life integration. I was at the office a lot, leaving my kids and my wife to kind of fight for themselves. And I was fighting myself and trying to figure out how to do everything. And it was then that I qualified to join YPO, Young Presidents Organization, for the first time. And I joined YPO in January of 2007 and immediately joined a YPO forum, which for those of you who don't know, is an executive peer group. And I was surrounded by seven other leaders and business owners that had just amazing experiences and amazing ways to share how to get through the day at times and how to hold each other accountable and how to challenge each other and all that kind of stuff. So I became exposed to the power of an executive peer group 15, almost 16 years ago now, and it just bled through. And so that was the foundation of how Quaid came about in my mind. I know the power of an executive peer group and being able to surround yourself with people that are experiencing the same opportunities and challenges that frankly are unique to a CEO and a business owner and put yourself in a group with that of people that have had those same experiences. And man, it's just a powerful way to be successful. 
I love origin stories, especially origin stories that then propel the creation of a business. And I know you have a huge heart for what you do. It shines through in every conversation. Let's talk about Quaid Circles, which is the core of your business today. Share the why and the purpose behind Quaid Circles for the members you serve. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my career and just reflected back to how powerful and how meaningful and how life-changing being part of YPO and a YPO forum has been on not only me, but my family and my business. And the one thing that is unique about YPO is there are very structured qualifications, whether it's revenue size, number of employees, your age when you first join, all that. But while it's a large group of 35,000 CEOs and business owners across the world, it's a pretty confined group. And I started looking at my professional career and I've worked a lot with privately held companies and smaller privately held companies, which wouldn't necessarily qualify for YPO, but those owners and those business owners and CEOs need that same peer encounter. And so that's how Quaid came about. I'll be the first to tell you, if you qualify for YPO, you should join YPO, but those that don't, you still have an avenue to do that. And so that's how Quaid was started. We don't have any minimum revenue requirements. And I got challenged on that really early on with some of the folks that I was bouncing those ideas off of. They're like, why would you put a limit on it when you could have somebody who is in a startup that's the most intelligent person you've ever met, but they don't do a million dollars in revenue? That seems silly and it's an arbitrary number anyway. So why would you not want to have more interesting people in your group? So that became really the impetus of how we put Quaid Circles together. They're diverse in terms of not only race and gender, but age, but industry, but revenue size. And to me, that's one of the keys of the success of these groups is the differences of experiences really shine and allows everybody to, you know, not only benefit from being part of the peer group, but also to share their experiences that make everybody in the group just a fuller person, frankly. Love that. Thank you for sharing. I'm excited to be an incoming member of one of the newest Quaid circles that we'll highlight more in just a little bit. I am such an advocate for coaching. I love to share my coaching story from my very first interaction with my coach that started when I was 25, as I believe everyone needs a coach. Honestly, not just a coach, but also mentors and in many seasons of life, counselors. My first career path that I have some soapbox story around. I got my undergrad and graduate degree as a mental health therapist. I was a counselor for the first stage of my life. And I think many times there are stigmas that are affiliated with counselors, like you're broken or you have something so wrong with you, you're going to a counselor. And it's like, whether it's a coach, a mentor, a counselor, we all have to have people in our life that are safe and help us to unpack things that we may be telling ourselves that aren't necessarily true or helping us to speak into the person that we're here to be and to have a louder voice. I think it's mandatory that leaders have places that they go individually and in groups to be able to let their guard down and share sometimes the loneliness, the challenges, the wins, the, all the things, but you need the place to go to really help yourself have that support through the journey because you're climbing Everest. And, you know, if you're a leader, you are climbing and you're here to make such a great impact, but you need support along the way. So just wanted to share, you know, I started my coaching journey when I was 25 and so many times I'll get a compliment on something and I'll say, I learned this from my coach. Like I had to have someone else pour into me. I wasn't born this way for this strength that I now have. 
And so it's an ongoing journey, but it helps me have peace in my heart through the ups and downs of life that all of us have seasons, right? So just wanted to share how important it is and so excited to collaborate on the new journey of being a Quaid Circle member myself. Mark, can you talk about how you coordinate your peer relationships in your circle? There's got to be some ways that you really leverage to make sure that those right fit people are together, I guess, to really go deeper in understanding who can benefit each other and how you coordinate that. I don't consider myself a coach at all, right? I don't see that as my responsibility as the leader of Quaid. What I'd love to do is to bring six or seven or eight other people together and they're coaching each other and they're coaching from our perspective of experiences, right? And so if you're coming to a Quaid circle, for example, or an executive peer group circle, you're ultimately coming to friends, right? That you can be yourself with and really relax. And so it frees you up to even be more real and more transparent and more vulnerable to this group of peers. So that plays into how Quaid is structured, right? Is because there's that diversity of race and gender and company industry and revenue size and all that kind of stuff, that diversity of thought is really cool. And one of the things that we start out with, and it makes everybody uncomfortable and I love it because that's one of my goals, right? Is to make everybody uncomfortable at some level. But the very first meeting, we just had a new circle kickoff last week and we started out. And the question was, tell me your life story without talking about anything professional. That's a big deal, right? We attach our professional successes or challenges or positions or whatever. If you talk with Sandler, it's separating the role, right? But we all talk about our role as who we are. And so it's a real challenge and it does a couple of things. One, it lets you know that first and foremost, Quaid is not just about your professional life. It's not a networking group. It's the full deal, right? That you're going to talk about your personal life, your professional life, your family life. And so we kick it off immediately with tell us your life story without referencing anything professional. That lets that guard down. It builds trust, right? Because people now are becoming more vulnerable and more transparent and really letting people know what's going on in their world and how they were raised and where their values were created and the challenges that they had with their upbringing and that type of stuff. And that forces you to become vulnerable, which then builds trust amongst the group. And that trust then carries out and allows these relationships to become much more intimate over time. And you can have those conversations about, you know, a challenge or an opportunity and know that people are coming at it, looking at you with their pure heart of how to help you get through or challenge you or hold you accountable or whatever it needs in that instance. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I don't have an exact statistic, but I do know that statistics tell us that people lack human connection. And something like the majority of people have three or less people in their life that they can be vulnerable with, AKA three or less friends. And why? There's what, 8 billion on the planet? And we're meant to be in connection with other people. And what's the most powerful way for us to grow and to develop is to learn through others' experiences. So just to be able to be on this earth walking with others through the thick, through the thin, through the ups and downs, why not? We need that. We need human connection. And especially from a CEO standpoint. So if you look at it from a business owner or a CEO standpoint, you've got people around you, tons of people, right? Whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's your team, whatever, but are they going to tell you the truth? Are they going to be radically candid with you, right? It's going to be rare that you have a team full of people that will go to the boss and say, hey, look, I think you're off base here. And if you have that, that's awesome, but it's a rarity. 
it's the same thing from a friend's standpoint, right? Like, are they really going to be radically candid with you when you and your spouse are going out with a group on Friday night? And are they really going to jeopardize, you know, Friday night because they think your idea is crazy? I think it's pretty rare that that happens. And yet now with an executive peer group like Quaid, you've got this group that know you intimately because you've shared and you've been vulnerable and you've built up this trust and all this kind of stuff, but they're not worried about jeopardizing your Friday night dinner plans, right? They're going to be radically candid and they're going to tell you, look, I think that's a crazy idea. And why would you do that? And really challenge you to make you think through some ideas. So that human connection is huge, but I think a peer group like Quaid or any of the others that are out there, if you're doing it right, you're getting radically candid pieces of information and guidance and ideas and thoughts that aren't coming at you from all sides, whether it's family or friends or teammates. Totally. And Mark, can we fight against this comment or theme that sometimes I will hear, which is I've done peer groups before I've done coaching before, you know, been there, done that, or it just wasn't for me. I gave this a try. It just wasn't for me. How do you respond when people share comments like that? It all boils down to the group that you're in, right? And I think it boils down to your moderator. And if you're a business owner and a CEO, I think it's important that you're with other CEOs and business owners. And I think it's really important that your moderator has been in your shoes at some level. And I think that's one of the things that I feel is a differentiator for Quaid is I moderate all of our groups. I've been the CEO of a publicly traded organization. I've been the CEO of a privately held organization. I've started companies, have closed companies. I've seen a lot of stuff. And so I think I've got some experiences where, Nikki, if you're telling me a story, I've got an idea whether you're going deep enough and I feel comfortable enough that I can challenge you and say, man, I don't know. I hear a little bit more in that and I can do that from an experience base. And I think that's where those differentiators come. But I think it boils down to the peer group that you're in. Are you with like-minded people and are you being challenged? Are you vulnerable? Is your moderator the one that's been in your shoes and knows what you're talking about and knows how to press your buttons? Honestly, I think there's a separation there and that can make a difference. Totally. You know, it's not a one size fits all approach. I'll go back to my counseling years and we were taught and I still have this belief when we're going through a phase of life, let's say that it is a grief or loss journey or a divorce or something different counselors are needed for different experiences, right? Some specialize in this particular thing of like grief and loss. And so the counselor maybe we've gone to for a long time might not be a fit for this particular thing. Or you go to someone and you might have to try three before you're really comfortable and feel like this person clicks because you're going to open up your life to them. And so sometimes the whole like, I tried it, wasn't for me, isn't a fair feedback point because we're humans and we all have different needs for like how we click and it's not a one size fits all. And the other is our needs evolve. There's certain groups not to pick on YPO. I'm just using this as an example. Like maybe someone was in YPO like yourself for four years. It served its purpose during that time. Perfect. Spot on. But then as time evolved, you had a different focus and needed a different type of peer group. So for me, I shared with you, Mark, and my friend, Andrea Butcher, who's also going to be involved with us as well. We were sitting talking over brunch and both of us like kind of had this light bulb moment. We're like, at this point in our lives, we need a group of people that want to dream. Think really big. Some people, that's just not their thing. And that's fine. Not everybody wants to do that. But to be around at this point in my life, a group of people that are big thinkers and dreamers is what I need at this point. Now, five years from now, I might be in a very different group that's about 
selling the business and the path for that. And so just thinking through, there is a need for everyone to have peers around you at any given point based on what the journey is right now. Any thoughts on that before we move on? No, I think you nailed it. I think that's one of the cool things that we do is we talk about the needs of each individual group when we go out and find educational resources to come in. It's not just a one size fits all that, you know, on this meeting, we do this educational resource on this one. We do this one on this one. They're all well-rounded around the needs of that particular group so that it's personalized and everybody's getting what they need. So I agree wholeheartedly. There's a different spot for everybody at a different time. You had shared earlier the importance of getting uncomfortable to grow and some people embrace that and they're like, yep. And other people may fight against it. Like, tell me more. Like, what do you mean? Can you bring to life what getting beyond our comfort zone or getting pushed via peer interaction looks like? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, and especially with the group that you already talked about, this innovators and dreamers group, it starts with putting yourself out there, right? My big audacious goal or whatever is X and putting it out in the stratosphere that your group is going to hold you accountable for that. I think it's the biggest compliment I've ever had is a teammate of mine once said, if you're not ready to achieve your goal, don't share it with Mark. What they meant was if you share it with Mark, he's going to make sure you accomplish it. He may drag you kicking and screaming across your finish line, but if you say you want to accomplish that, he's going to do everything in his power to do that. And I think that's the essence of a Quaid circle, right? Is if you say something, then let's go get it, right? If you're not serious about it, you better keep it to yourself and don't put it out there because you've got these peers who know who you are, how you act. They know how you communicate. They know all these things and what your dreams are. And if you really want to do something, they're going to hold you accountable to do it. So to me, that's a big part of that. Absolutely. So Mark, you've had a lot of experience with peer groups as you shared your origin story and then created Quaid. From what you know thus far, what are the core pillars to a healthy, thriving executive peer group? You know, if you go back to some of the, I call them Quaid allies, the members. So what makes a great ally is first and foremost, listen to understand, not to respond. So take a step back and really listen to what your ally is saying and really understand what the message is trying to be conveyed versus chomping at the bit to get out there first. So listen to understand is huge share experiences, not lectures, right? So it's always about when I was in that situation, I did X, not you should do this. It's I did X, Y, and Z and I screwed up X and Z, but Y worked out really well. Certainly you've got to have a respect of everybody's differences. The groups are diverse for a reason to challenge you and to bring you and expose you to different thoughts and ideas. Be curious, be vulnerable, be honest, be present, right? And if I'm being honest, when we embark on our first virtual pilot, it's that, can you be present for four hours on a virtual meeting? So that's one of my hesitancies that we're going to fight through and do that. Be candid, be empathetic. And for me, most of all, just be yourself. And that's been one of the coolest things. I'll share the story. So again, moved to Springfield, Missouri. First time I'm a quote unquote bank president, I had this view of what a bank president was. And so I wore cufflinks, I wore ties, I wore the moderately traditional white shirt and Navy suit. And my wife, Deb, would make fun of me of like, I wouldn't go to the grocery store on a Saturday morning unless I had showered and whatever. And while I was comfortable, that wasn't me. And now I know who I am. I haven't worn a tie for 15 years, except for my son's wedding. I figured out who I was because of being in an executive peer group, that it's okay to be who you are and understand that. And that frees you up to do so many different things. So 
that's just another piece of it, of being in a spot where you're allowed to be yourself and it'll allow you to grow and do things you never thought you could do. So beautiful. Yes. And one of the greatest gifts in life is to find out who we are and to be able to live in our truth of everything from what we wear to the interactions that we have on a Zoom meeting or at a boardroom table, like being ourselves. And I think so much of that is driven by really understanding our individual core values. And I know that that comes up in peer coaching groups, like how to really live out your personal truth and to feel comfortable doing that and to have the support around that. So I'm so excited to join as an ally. So in highlighting the impact of peer coaching, Mark, which is what we wanted to do on this episode today, is there anything else that you want to add before we talk about what we're co-creating with PFN and Quaid? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just a passion project for me, right? It's that ability to gain exposure for other folks that have never been that comfortable or never been provided that opportunity to be around other CEOs in this vulnerable situation that is built to make them better people, better humans, not just professionally, but also with themselves. And so, yeah, I'm super pumped of the response that we've had to date and where it's going. And the fact that you even gave me a call and said, Hey, I think there's an opportunity for us to work together. I think is really cool. Yes. So cool. So let's give a little bit of this backstory. So People Forward Network is the podcast network and community that Gut Plus Science lives on and within. And People Forward Network is passionate. One of our core values is relationships. And another one, we only have five. And one of them is relationships and the other one is partnership. And I see those things intertwined, but also different and unique. And we are here as a community to not just bring the best listener experience through podcasting content to help advance leaders to move people forward, but to help them have a community around them. Like I passionately wake up every day to help fight those statistics we were talking about that are so sad around like having three or less people in your life that you can be real with and that you have in your corner. We shouldn't do that. And as leaders, we don't want to do life alone. And People Forward Network is here to help with that. So our community brings people together for learning experiences and to build relationships. And as we were doing that, we'd have like hot topics, like a recent one that we just had was on how AI or like chat GTP is really changing the future of business and what to consider and how to lead that well. So examples like that where we'll bring people together for a unique topic. At the end of it, we'd send feedback requests like, you know, a little survey, sometimes like share with us the one thing that you really liked or could do better, a consistent theme. And what we were getting was, okay, how do I get back together with that group? What's the next step with the group? How could I interact with them more? And thinking through my experiences with peer forums, I'm like, man, this is not our business at PFN. Like we are not those facilitators to do these consistent groups that go deep and really get to what people are looking for. We need to figure it out. And so you know, reached out to, of course, you know, network and relationships and asked for connections. And I would say I at least talked to 10 different models and leaders of these different organizations. And Mark, I just honestly really loved your origin story and I loved your heart for what you're doing. I'm like, even one of your newest members is one of my dear friends and she just experienced her first group, which you were illustrating is really about who you are, not about business like you as an individual. And both of us were just talking about the environment that that facilitator can create when they are so authentically real. The rest of the people, if you talked about how you were at the bank, Mark, and always polished and you got your tie on and everything, 
that environment lends itself to the vibe of the group going in that direction and where you've got a very tapped in core values driven authentic leader, it allows for the dynamic to really be real and authentic. And that's what we were looking for. So this is our first experiment with bringing these peer executive forums in. So People Forward Network and Quaid Circles are joining forces and we're launching our first initial session. One of the things that we hold true at People Forward Network is we want to be a global resource for leaders. We want diversity of all kinds of people from all kinds of places and learning from each other. And so our greatest challenge is how to do that through a virtual platform well. So I feel you on the, like, this is four hours. How do we make sure they're as engaged as live? We get to go down this journey together. But I am so excited to be able to offer that and really encourage this message Peer groups are impactful and necessary for leaders, and we want to have a really authentic, great offering. So we're really excited. We've got our first one to come, which is starting with innovators and dreamers. Each one might have a little bit of a different theme to bring people together, but so, so excited about it. Mark, can you share just your heart and your excitement for what we're doing on the PFN Quaid partnership? Oh, yeah. I'm pumped, right? I mean, really, it is an honor to even have that opportunity to be able to partner with y'all. And for me, as we kept growing and adding circles, I was trying to figure out how can we touch more people? And this came up and approached me. And again, even though going into it, and I warned you up front that I'm uncomfortable in this environment, this is what these interactions are for, right? You are challenging me to do better, to grow better, to think bigger and try to touch more people. And when you start looking at our initial roster of who's going to be in this group, it is diverse. It is unique. It is dreamers, innovators. People are going to hold each other accountable. The conversations that are going to be had with this initial group are just freaking phenomenal. I can't wait to kick this thing off. So I'm super pumped. Oh, I am so pumped too. And in an effort of partnership, we get to co-create this and experience this together from the beginning and learn and figure out how do we bring that impact through the virtual medium to connect leaders from all over the world and do it really well. So I had shared there's five core values at People Forward Network, one being relationships and the other being partnership as another. And Mark, we are honored to be able to partner with you and create this and really do good for lots of people. So thank you so much for being here today and really just highlighting the power and the impact of peer groups. And I want to transition over. We're going to share our sponsor message of the day, and we'll come back to our lightning round where we'll get to learn a little bit more about the personal side of you before we head out. So we'll be right back. If you're leading with a people-first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. All right, back on Gut Plus Science with Mark McFatridge, and we're going to dive into our lightning round. So Mark, every single episode we ask for one book favorite of all time or an awesome recent read that you would pick for our leader listener audience, what book do you want to add? It may not be my favorite book of all time, but one that I just read recently is Essentialism by Greg McCown. Just an amazing message. And I think it resonates so well with business owners and CEOs about what's truly important, where are you spending your time and giving yourself the opportunity to say no and all those great things that are so vitally important for success personally and professionally. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Where is the next travel destination you'll be checking off your bucket list? 
Oh, this is a cool one for me. One of the goals that I had set for 2022, I wanted to earn my first level sommelier certificate. And so I did that in November of 2022. So I am a certified level one sommelier, which really just means I know where grapes and wines come from and that type of stuff. So as we look forward, I want to use that. And Deb and I are planning to spend an extended amount of time in France next year so that we can really live the grapes, right? And visit a bunch of different places. So we're formulating it now, but in 2024, we're going to spend an extended amount of time in France, visit some wineries of things that we're drinking and learn new stuff and all that. And so one of the goals for 2023 is to become moderately fluent in French. So super pumped about that. I love that. And Mark, just to note, in case we want to co-create even an even richer experience, I just did a virtual wine tasting that was done so well. So we might be able to like, hey, every once in a while, we're adding a little wine flavor and education into our PFN Quaid circles. Just throwing that out. I would love it. And so Mark, share with us a beloved childhood memory. Yeah. So just very brief. I know this is supposed to be lightning around, but none of my stories are short. So my parents divorced when I was pretty young. So a lot of my childhood was spent in sports. And so I remember I was a 12 year old little league. I was a pretty good baseball player actually and ended up playing in college. We were playing a team for the little Logan sport, Indiana little league championship. A typical little league game goes six innings. We played 12 innings and ended up winning 12 to one. I pitched or I caught the first six innings and pitched the last six innings and came out on top. So again, it really tied back a lot of things that I attribute to my successes as an adult, go back to the sports and all that good stuff. And so that's one that will always stand out. It was a, just an incredible experience, incredible game. And in Logan sport, Indiana baseball is king. And it was a pretty cool deal. How neat. Thank you for sharing that. And Mark, before we go, can you share the best way for people to connect or stay in touch with you after this episode? LinkedIn, you can find me there. Additionally, mark.mcfatridge at quadcircle.com. McFatridge is M-C-F-A-T-R-I-D-G-E. So mark.mcfatridge at quadcircle.com or LinkedIn would be a great place to connect. Here's my truth you can act on from my conversation with Mark today. Number one, peer groups are a necessity for leaders. Number two, diversity in peer groups is crucial. We need diversity of thought and perspective and all the things that diversity brings. We must get uncomfortable to grow. We have to embrace, listen to understand. And we are here as humans to be in community and to share experiences with each other. I hope you love this as much as me. We'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.